That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. If you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully the podcast will inspire you to do so when you finished listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I am here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hey, James, how are you doing today? And more importantly, have you done your weekly review? Hey, Jean, I'm doing pretty good today. And yes, I did do my weekly review. Um, for the After kind of a reduced one after WWDC, it felt good to be back in the swing of things. Yeah, that's good. I'm I'm not quite there yet. I I did my weekly review um and definitely, you know, got some things checked off and that felt good, but um I feel like I need to dig in a little deeper into um like what's coming up in the future and making sure I have next actions for things that um I might have glossed over and <laughs> as I sometimes do. It was nice to have you here in Portland last week for a little post-WWDC uh, R&R. Yes, that was a lot of fun, and it was fun recording a podcast face-to-face for a change. Yeah, it actually was, went pretty well, I thought, with everything, despite all the distractions and the noise. Um, it was interesting how when you're face-to-face with somebody, I think there's a certain kind of flow in conversation that maybe when you're recording remotely and you don't see the person and you're not really talking to them face to face, Mm -hmm. it changes, it just changes the dynamic. So, um, which translation, I feel like we don't say, um, as often when we're talking to each other in person. That does seem so. I think we have drinks in our hands, so we're sipping. That might be it. (laughs) Um, so, I actually wanted to uh, hear back from you. Um, We had talked about a phone call you were going to make maybe to your car dealer. And I was curious to know how that turned out or if um, you're still in the midst of uh, doing that. Yes, um, I did make the phone call. And yes, I'm still in the midst of doing that. But to recap, the original issue I was having is that, A, I hate making phone calls now. And we talked about that at length, about how we we avoid calling people if it's at all possible nowadays. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons is that when you're dealing with people you don't know, and situations that you have a lot of questions about, it feels, you know, more solid to get answers in writing, say, via email, than to talk to somebody on the phone and not be sure if you've totally understood them or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So with the car situation, I just was procrastinating calling them about doing some major service because I had some questions about my warranty and also about the service. And your excellent suggestion was to make the appointment for the service anyway and go down there early and talk to them in person. And if I didn't get the answers that satisfied me, I could just cancel the appointment. So it was a combination of calling and making the appointment, but then still going in person and getting some answers. And I actually procrastinated a bit on that as well. And I finally realized that even asking about the service, um, the services that I won't 
I need for the car was a lot to ask a stranger over the phone Mm -hmm. when my experience in talking to them hasn't always been great. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to make an appointment for an oil change. We all know what an oil change is. And there will be no misunderstanding about that. And I'll be down there. And then I'll ask the questions about all the other service in person. And I'm glad I did that because just making the appointment for the oil change was a little bit of a exercise mm-hmm. in restraining myself from saying something snarky uh, <laughs> to the customer <laughs> service person. <laughs> <laughs> and I did make the appointment and I will ask them the questions about the warranty while I'm there. But at least I'll be going in person. Sometimes I like spending a little bit of time at the car dealership. Actually, there was a very interesting story uh, productivity-wise about this writer who had to wait for a while to get her tires changed. And she was having a writer's block, but at the in the lobby of the tire store, she started writing again. And so she started to go to the tire store every day. And she asked them, did they mind if she came in and wrote in their lobby? Oh, that's funny. And they didn't. And in fact, they made her a writer in residence. And it was a whole story. It's really funny. I'll put a link. Oh, that's fantastic. To the show notes. But it's true. Sometimes that change of uh, venue and change of scenery helps uh, shake loose the stuckness that we feel whenever we're trying to accomplish. Very much so, yes. So... Should we answer our first listener question? I think we should. <laughs> or, well, answer, talk about, I don't know. We're, <laughs> we're not gurus, so it's not like we can give a, an answer per se. <laughs> Let's respond to our first listener question. And that comes from Kelly Gamont, who is known as Verso on Microdot blog and also on Twitter. She writes, hey, the weekly review. Here's a topic, processing. What wins between handle it once and batch the things? In my job, I take all incoming. How can I get through them most efficiently? Read all and then batch or process each in order? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And we had the good fortune to hang out with Kelly last week when you were here. So Mm -hmm. we actually got to dig into this at some length. Um, Because on the face of it, I basically said to Kelly, well, there's the two minute rule if you go by that in getting things done, which is handle it once if it takes two minutes or less. Otherwise, you have to put it into your system to process where it's going to go. But talking to Kelly, we got a better picture of um, how this all works for her in her job. She has two roles at her job. One is that she manages the incoming customer service emails and assigns them to other members of the team, depending on who is most qualified to answer that email or who's supposed to handle that particular software product. But then she also assigns some to herself. And then she has to answer them. So I felt like Kelly was um, worrying about the fact that she was reading some emails twice, which normally you wouldn't do if you were trying to be efficient about either do it right away or put it into a system with the next action to follow up later. Does that, um, is that? Yeah, that, that, 
that sounds very much like yes the the situation that she described and i think it seemed to both of us that that kind of incoming queue of customer service requests was essentially the inbox and so it made the most sense to process that as they came in um just as you would and again, she also mentioned that really not much in there takes two minutes or less. Mm-hmm. So not much falls under the two-minute rule. But doing all the other steps, evaluating what it is, delegating it to the appropriate person, or putting it on your own action list if you're the best person to handle it, it sounded like she was doing exactly as recommended. Um, and then once you have your own cue it seemed to make sense like whatever way is going to get you um get it done most effectively and she was talking about you know handling types of requests in a batch mm-hmm. that's to me that sounded a lot like very specialized contexts mm-hmm. for these different kinds of customer service requests um so it sounded like what kelly was doing seemed to be a decent approach. Right. Right. And I think that um, it, it's a hybrid approach because even though the emails that come in can't be handled maybe in two minutes or less, they can be assigned in less than two minutes, hopefully. And oh, absolutely. So that's the handle at once part on one end and then dealing with her own um, queue of emails by um putting together like things um, and batching them together, as you said, like a specialized context. So serial number is a specialized context. When you're working on um, replacing lost serial numbers, do them all at once. Or installation questions, do them all at once. Usually, you know, they are all getting more or less the same answer. That, uh, That makes sense. And that goes back to my original life hack of washing a big mountain of dishes by first starting with the forks and then the spoons Mm -hmm. and then the knives (laughs) and the glasses and then the plates and then the pots and pans or however it makes sense to you. But for some reason, forks speak to me. (laughs) It reminds me of something else that I was thinking about that we talked about earlier in that that episode, which is um, whether to file things, um, you know, together that go together or Mm -hmm. let Spotlight find things for you. And I thought some more about it because I do use filing for certain kinds of things. And I realize what makes a difference to me is if it's something like our podcast, for example, I have a folder for that. And in that folder, I have a folder for each podcast. Um, We've produced by number and with our original files in it. And I would not like to have all those files dumped undifferentiated into one folder because they all start with the same name, more or less. And if I spotlighted them, I would get a big list of files that start with the initials TWR for the weekly review. And I'd have to skim through them to find the number that I want it or, you know, sort them by date or something like that. And it's way easier for me to just fold folder them <laughs> right away. Mm-hmm. See, I just invented a verb. And I find that when I'm filing stuff, 
there's some like it's kind of a mix i do put a lot of emails right in the archive but then there are some that for some reason i just like putting them off to the side and i think part of it is because there are emails from i get a lot of emails from apple or a lot of like mm-hmm. notifications from say facebook or twitter where one day i'm probably going to go through and figure out exactly which ones of those i want or don't want but i don't want them muddying up the archive mm. so i just stick them in their own folder for now mm-hmm. i think the other thing is that it's okay, I think, to try a couple of different ways of doing things and figure out what seems to work best for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any system where like, your job is to be exactly like some prescribed system if you find it's not helping you. Right. And I think all of these things are flexible enough that it's a matter of you try something, does that seem to be working? If it's not working, think about it some more, what's not working about it, what you like about it, and just try to adjust and refine. The thing I find about working through that getting things done book and setting up kind of this trusted system is it does force you to do a lot of thinking. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I want to handle things like this? What is this thing that's coming in? Is that an action? Is that something I can just chuck? Is that something I want to save? And I think it ends up being like there's like dozens or hundreds of these kind of inputs that come into your life. And once you figure out, oh, this is how I treat these sorts of things, Mm -hmm. then it becomes a lot easier. But that initial ramp up, especially, or when a new thing shows up, you're like, what? I don't even know where to put this (laughs) thing. Like I bought up one share of Walt Disney or... (laughs) <laughs> of Disney, mm-hmm. because then you get a share certificate to put on your wall. That thing has been the biggest pain in the butt, because <laughs> even though it's one share, you still get every everything that has to do with like owning shares. Mm-hmm. I get like a right. like financial statements. I have to do this. I have to do... So I just got this giant prospectus <laughs> of Disney is wanting to buy a big portion of Fox... So this thing shows up, and it's it's got to be a few hundred pages. It's this pamphlet mm-hmm. because my one share clearly <laughs> is going to swing the swing the whole thing. So now I'm like, so what do I do with this? It's still sitting in my inbox because I have not figured out. I think I should just throw it out. Yeah. But when somebody sends me something, it's really hard for me to throw it out. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I used to get stuff like that, like for. Uh, a little while I was interested in like buying individual shares of companies. Um, I was working with a, a book called The Motley Fool, and I thought some of their ideas were interesting. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll give this a spin. And I ended up owning shares in about 15 companies. And boy, do you get a lot of mail. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so actually... Uh, they probably do this at Disney too. I, I finally switched everything to electronic um, because they're required to send you those things by law. They, they can't just say, "Oh, that guy only has one share; he probably doesn't care." Um, so, right. Oh, and I understand that, and it's it makes total logical sense if you're a shareholder, even mm-hmm. if it's only one share. 
I thought I had gone on and put everything to electronic, but I will double check that. Yeah. Because sometimes what I do, sometimes people, like I will get some big piece of, some print piece in the mail. Mm -hmm. And I'll usually just go online and see if there's like a PDF version. And then I'll just stick that into Evernote. Mm -hmm. And then I can, then I can throw the thing away and I'm, I'm happy. Like, Mm -hmm. like there was that thing and I, I probably will never look at it, but if I ever need to, I have it. So (laughs) even though I never will. Yeah. Well, like you say, by, by having a trusted system, you get more critical and you start to look at things differently and figure out how you're going to handle them. And you also remember, well, I only have a limited amount of time and attention for things that come, you know, unbidden into my mailbox. And if it's not something that requires me to read it, sign it, return it, do something, it's I take them right to the recycling bin. So, uh, and I've gotten good at that. <laughs> Excellent. I've gotten a lot better at it. Um, it's more when there's the oddball thing that comes in. Yeah. Where you're like, ah, oh, well, I, mm, eh. that's when the old, <laughs> the old pack rat kicks in. It's yeah. like, well, maybe I'll need this some, you're not going to need that, but maybe I will. <laughs> So it sits there while that internal debate goes on. And then in the end, usually it just ends up in the recycle bin. But Yeah, but by that time, it, it, it sat somewhere, and as clutter w- will do, it exerts some gravitational force on other stuff in your house that starts sitting on top of it. And then next thing you know, you've got a big pile. And then, you know, to get back to zero, it takes a lot more work than walking right over to the recycle bin. I say as somebody who, you know, I know that's true. I don't always do it. And as you can attest, James, because you have seen my kitchen table now. I have. I, it's better than it was <laughs> uh, when you were here. I mean, it's not It's not horrible. It's been horrible in the past. But there's something about that kitchen table. Um, I would like to, I'd like to put this off on another episode, but... I like to talk about the flat surfaces in your life and how to deal with them. <laughs> yes, maybe you'll have some advice that would help me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, that would be a great topic. Well, I think it's time to wrap up this episode so we can get back to getting things done or at least getting some things cleared off our kitchen tables. You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog, we are at The Weekly Review, and on Twitter, we're at Weekly Review FM. It would be super great if you would rate or review this podcast because it helps new listeners find us and it gives us that warm feeling inside that people like us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. You got some things you want to get done and still enjoy a bit of organizational fun. There's a lot of things you gotta do You'll think about them all In the Weekly Review The Weekly Review Yeah, the Weekly Review Sitting down, it's all coming